Book One, Chapters Ten through Twelve of Three Books Concerning Virgins by Saint Ambrose, translated by Philip Schaff. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Ten. Finally, another glory of virginity is mentioned that it is free from avarice st ambrose addressing his sister reminds her of the great happiness of those who are free from those troubles as to luxury and vanity which come upon those who are about to marry what then what happiness it is that no desire of possessions inflames you the poor man demands what you have he does not ask for what you have not the fruit of your labour is a treasure for the needy and two mites if they be all one has are wealth on the part of the giver listen then my sister from what you escape for it is not for me to teach nor for you to learn what you ought to guard against for the practice of perfect virtue does not require teaching but instructs others you see how like she is to the litters at processions who lays herself out to please attracting to herself the look and gaze of all less beautiful is she because she strives to please for she displeases the people before she pleases her husband but in you the rejection of all care for splendour is far more becoming and the very fact that you do not adorn yourselves is an ornament look at the ears pierced with wounds and pity the neck weighed down with burdens that the metals are different does not lighten the suffering in one case a chain binds the neck in another a fetter encloses the foot it makes no difference whether the body be loaded with gold or with iron thus the neck is weighed down and the steps are hindered the price makes it no better except that you women are afraid lest that which causes you suffering be lost what is the difference whether the sentence of another or your own condemn you nay you even more wretched than those are condemned by public justice since they desire to be set free you to be bound but how wretched a position that she who is marriageable is in a species of sale put up as it were to auction to be bid for so that he who offers the highest price purchases her slaves are sold on more tolerable conditions for they often choose their masters if a maiden chooses it is an offence if not it is an insult and she though she be beautiful and comely both fears and wishes to be seen she wishes it that she may sell herself for a better price she fears lest the fact of her being seen should itself be unbecoming but what absurdities of wishes and fears and suspicions there are as to how the suitors will turn out lest a poor man may beguile her or a rich one contemn her lest a handsome suitor mock her lest a noble one despise her chapter eleven st ambrose answers objections made to the uselessness of his exhortations in favour of virginity and brings forward instances of virgins especially in various places he mentions and speaks of their zeal in the cause some one may say 
you are always singing the praises of virgins what shall i do who am always singing them and have no success but this is not my fault then too virgins come from placentia to be consecrated or from bononia and mauritania in order to receive the veil here you see a striking thing here i treat the matter here and persuade those who are elsewhere if this be so let me treat the subject elsewhere that i may persuade you what is it then that even they who hear me not follow my teaching and those who hear me follow me not for i have known many virgins who had the desire but were prevented from going forward by their mothers and which is more serious mothers who were widows to whom i will now address myself for if your daughters desired to love a man they could by law choose whom they would are they then who are allowed to choose a man not allowed to choose god behold how sweet is the fruit of modesty which has sprung up even in the affections of barbarians virgins coming from the most distant on this and that side of mauritania desire to be consecrated here and though all the families be in bonds yet modesty cannot be bound she who mourns over the hardship of slavery avows an eternal kingdom and what shall i say of the virgins of bononia a fertile band of chastity who forsaking worldly delights inhabit the sanctuary of virginity not being of the sex which lives in common attaining in their common chastity to the number of twenty and fruit to an hundredfold leaving their parents dwelling they press into the houses of christ as soldiers of unwearied chastity at one time singing spiritual songs they provide their sustenance by labor and seek with their hands supplies for their liberality but if the attraction of searching for virgins has grown strong for they beyond others follow up the search and watch for purity they follow up their hidden prey with the greatest perseverance to its very chambers or if the flight of any one shall have seemed more free one may see them rise on the wing hear the rustling of their feathers and the bursting of applause so as to surround the one on wing with a chaste band of modesty until rejoicing in that fair companionship forgetful of her father's house she enters the regions of modesty and the fenced-in home of chastity chapter twelve it is very desirable that parents should encourage the desire for the virgin life but more praiseworthy when the love of god draws a maiden even against their will the violence of parents and the loss of property are not to be feared and an instance of this is related by st ambrose it is a good thing then that the zeal of parents like favouring gales should aid the virgin but it is more glorious if the fire of tender age even without the incitement of those older of its own self burst forth into the flame of chastity parents will refuse a dowry but you have a wealthy spouse satisfied with whose treasures you will not miss the revenues of a father's inheritance 
how much is poverty to chastity superior to bridal gifts and yet of whom have you heard as ever because of her desire for chastity having been deprived of her lawful inheritance parents speak against her but are willing to be overcome they resist at first because they are afraid to believe they often are angry that one may learn to overcome they threaten to disinherit to try whether one is able not to fear temporal loss they caress with exquisite allurements to see if one cannot be softened by the inducement of various pleasures you are being exercised o virgin whilst you are being urged and the anxious entreaties of your parents are your first battles conquer your affection first o maiden if you conquer your home you conquer the world but suppose that the loss of your patrimony awaits you are not the future realms of heaven a compensation for perishable and frail possessions for if we believe the heavenly message there is no one who has forsaken house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of god's sake who shall not receive sevenfold more in this present time and in the world to come shall have everlasting life entrust your faith to god who entrusts your money to man lend to christ the faithful keeper of the deposit of your hope pays the talent of your faith with manifold interest the truth does not deceive justice does not circumvent virtue does not deceive but if you believe not god's word at least believe instances within my memory a girl once noble in the world now more noble in the sight of god being urged to a marriage by her parents and kinsfolk took refuge at the holy altar whither could a virgin better flee than thither where the virgin sacrifice is offered nor was even that the limit of her boldness she the oblation of modesty the victim of chastity was standing at the altar of god now placing upon her head the right hand of the priest asking his prayers and now impatient at the righteous delay placing the top of her head under the altar can any bitter veil she said cover me better than the altar which consecrates the veils themselves such a bridal veil is most suitable on which christ the head of all is daily consecrated what are you doing my kinsfolk why do you still trouble my mind with seeking marriage i have long since provided for that do you offer me a bridegroom i have found a better make the most you can of my wealth boast of his nobility extol his power i have him with whom no one can compare himself rich in the world powerful in empire noble in heaven if you have such an one i do not reject the choice if you do not find such you do me not a kindness my relatives but an injury when the others were silent one burst forth somewhat roughly if he said your father were alive would he suffer you to remain unmarried then she replied with more religion and more restrained piety 
and perchance he is gone that no one may be able to hinder me which answer concerning her father but warning as to himself he made good by his own speedy death so the others each of them fearing the same for himself began to assist and not to hinder her as before and her virginity involved not the loss of the property due to her but also received the reward of her integrity you see maidens the reward of devotion and do you parents be warned by the example of transgression end of book one